0: And, Lord, we ask that tonight, as we gather in your name, that it would be the name of Jesus that would penetrate our hearts and change our lives. Lord, we come to you now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Take a seat, if you will. Well, my name is Jason Mick, and uh, I'm the junior high pastor here at Second Students, and I'm excited you're here at live tonight. If you're here with us for the very first time uh, in the past couple of weeks, I want to introduce you to our series. We've been in a series called Repeat. Y'all say repeat. And so this is the third week, so I want to catch you up to date just a little bit. In week number one, Jay Gray came up here, and uh, he talked to us about what does it look like to have a win, to define a win, a brand new school year, and a brand new opportunity for you to get back on the right track in life. Last week, John Keith, our high school pastor, came up here, and he talked to us a little bit about what Paul mentioned to us in Romans 7, and Paul Paul was talking about knowing what he shouldn't do, but yet doing it, Uh, and going back and forth, and and doing things that he knew he he shouldn't be doing, so that repetition uh, was taking place in, in his life, and John Delivered a great message for us on that. And so we're going to pick that up tonight. Hey, oftentimes when we think about history repeating itself, our minds tends to go ultimately to the far negative spectrum. But tonight, I want to point out some things to you that some things in history are worth repeating. There's a recent hairstyle that's come back into play. Uh, uh, Ronaldo, my boy, has got steps in his hair. He's got a picture of Ronaldo. How many of y'all know Ronaldo? Is that his name? Play soccer. Big soccer fans out there tonight. Okay. Well, MC Hammer had the look before Ronaldo did. MC Hammer? You all know who MC Hammer is? Guy back in the early 90s. Okay. Ronaldo's repeating history. What about the next picture? What do we have here? A next picture. Jelly shoes. I don't know how they made these things come back. All I know is... When I was in elementary school, these things, all the girls were wearing them, okay? And now my daughter's got a pair, I'm seeing a bunch of her friends wearing them, like it's crazy. What about our next picture? What else is repeated throughout history? Fuller House. Fuller House. (laughs) This TV show was back in the 90s, go to Full House. This, this. This right here is worth repeating. What about our next, our next slide? What about these? Choker necklaces. Now, I gotta be honest. When I was asking our team, I was like, hey, what are some things in fashion that are kind of coming back? And I heard bell bottoms and mullets. <laughs> uh, and I heard about choker necklaces. I go, what is that? So apparently they were cool and now they are cool. I don't know. What about our next picture? Overalls. Overalls. How many of y'all ever just rock a pair of overalls? See? Man, overalls went out in fifth grade for me. What about our next picture? Pokemon. Again. Up until, up until a couple months ago, I thought this was a joke. I'm like, a bunch of you guys are just wasting your time and now I'm wasting my time playing Pokemon Go, okay? Go Team Instinct, go Team Instinct. <laughs> Don't hate. So those are some really funny things that, you know, over the past couple decades have repeated themselves. Now, Albert Einstein, have you guys ever heard of Albert Einstein? Really smart guy. He had this little saying when it comes to doing the same things and repeating things over and over again. This is what Albert Einstein says. He says that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting what? Different results. It's insane. There's another guy who had an amazing quote when it comes to history. His name is George. Say hi, George. George. He said, those who do not remember the past are, y'all say it, condemned to repeat it. In other words, we're doomed. If we don't look back at history and learn from the, the past mistakes of history, we're going to be doomed in the days ahead. We will repeat history if we don't learn from our mistakes. In Scripture we see specifically in the Old Testament, there's a group of people called the Israelites. Y'all say Israelites. Now there are countless, countless stories and, and references where our buddies, the Israelites, God's chosen people, forgot what God did. They forgot who God was. I'm going to give you guys, I believe, seven references into the book of Judges real quick. We're going to fly through these real quick. See, so you will check this right here. In the book of Judges, it says, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. They, what? Forgot the Lord their God and served the images of Baal. Exactor. Go to the next one. Boom. Next verse. There we go. What happens here? Whoop. The Israelites again did what? Evil in the Lord's sight. Again, the second time. Next verse. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Third time. Next time. And again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Four times. Next one. Again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight to the Lord. It's five times. Six. Here we go. Is there a six? Again, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. Can we do one more? That might have been the last one. Ah, that was the last one. There were seven verses. Did you guys see a pattern there? Did, did the scriptures tend to repeat? You may not be familiar with the book of Judges, but every single time God's people, the Israelites, were crying out for God, God, would you send somebody to rule over us? It was right after, right after, they had continued to do evil, turned to false idols, and we're repeating the same behaviors and lifestyle. They forgot. Now, again, that can be somewhat of the negative aspect of repeating. And John talked a lot about that last week in our lives and how we deal with that. But some things in history, students, look at me. Some things in history are worth repeating. I want you to write that down tonight. Some things in history are worth repeating. I want to mention to you some impactful repeats. Impactful repeats. Some things that had a major influence in history. If you're familiar with the story of Jericho, the Israelites walk into the land of Canaan and there's Jericho. It's a a major fortified city in this land. It's It's a pivotal, pivotal point. And what does God tell the army? He doesn't tell them to to get their bows and arrows and swords ready. No, but he tells the people for six days, I want you to walk around this city one time. How many days? Six days. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And God told them on the seventh day, I want you to walk around the wall seven times. Repeat, repeat. And what happened on that day after they completed that seventh circle, they blew their trumpets and the walls of Jericho came down and they took over the city. Or how about the prophet Elisha? Y'all say Elisha. Now there's there's a great story where he tells Naaman, a man with leprosy. You know what leprosy is? A skin disease? He tells him, I want you to go down to the Jordan River and I want you to wash yourself seven times. How many times? Ah, wash yourselves. How many of y'all this morning when you said, I'm going to get in the shower, you got out, you dried yourself off, and you got right back in. You got back out, dried yourself off, and you got back in. How many of y'all did that? Okay, some of y'all are just really weird. Okay. And he was healed of his leprosy. What about Jesus? What about Jesus in the upper room with his disciples? And he mentions, as often as you, what? Eat or drink, remember me. As often as you do this, how many of you guys have had a meal today? Yeah? How many of y'all had a meal yesterday? How How many of you will have a meal tomorrow, we hope, right? Jesus knew that we might get hungry once in a while. We might eat. Ah, so every time we do this, we're going to remember him. There's something I want to point out here. Every single one of us have an opportunity to make history. Did y'all catch that? Every single one of you are not only a part of history, but you have an opportunity to make history. But we have to learn from the past, and we have to learn what God wants for us now. Now, I told you a few of the stories about Jericho, Elisha, and Jesus. Those even came after After all the scripture we we just read in Judges. But something even took place before Judges. I want to point out a few people to you. You may have heard of these people before, but if you were to go look in Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the Faith chapter. And the author of Hebrews points out a few pillars of our faith. Pillars of our faith. The heroes of our faith, people like Noah. Who would build an ark in the middle of the desert? a man with great faith would. What about Moses? A man who didn't have a clue what it looked like to lead but was going to lead the people out of Egypt into the promised land. How about Abraham? A man of great faith. When God asked him to sacrifice his his one and only son, he went all the way to the very end until God said no. He was faithful. We see a man like Joseph and even a woman like Rahab. Well, what does Rahab have to do with it? You remember she was part of that Jericho story, wasn't she? She was the prostitute inside the walls. She helped the the Israelite spies. She lived a life of prostitution, but guess what? She broke history to make history. She stopped the lifestyle and began living for God. She broke history and made, made history. Here's something I wanna point out about these people. It, that, it wasn't just a one-time incident that, that these people just hung their hats on. It wasn't a one-time thing, but their faith was woven through everything they did. That's what makes them heroes of the faith, is that everything that they were about was centered around faith in God. If you wanna be a part of making history, you and I have got to determine today that we wanna repeat the things that are worth repeating. We wanna repeat the things that are worth repeating. Chasing after God. We We talk about spiritual disciplines. We talk about reading the Bible on a daily basis. Why? When we open it up, we see the heart of God. We receive his truth. He speaks to us. We talk about prayer, communication, opening up communication with the living God, to cry out to him, to sing praises to him, to hear from him. How about this? If our faith is the center of our life and it's it's supposed to be woven through everything we do, what about when it comes to, you know, talking to our friends about God? How many of y'all, How many of y'all would, you know, you don't have to raise your hands, but you would actually say, that's really difficult to do. You don't have to raise your hands. But it's a challenge for you. There's There's an obstacle there. You know what I love in two weeks? What do we have coming up? Absolutely. What an amazing opportunity. What an amazing night for every single one of you to take a stack of cards and flyers that we've got even here tonight in the back of the room. And John's gonna come up later and talk about that. But what an amazing opportunity to say, you know what? God is who he says he is. He has changed me. He's made me new. He's made me a new creation. I'm not ashamed to live for him. And because of his love for me, I'm gonna go everywhere that I go and I'm gonna take my faith into every scenario I go and I'm gonna take these little invitations with me so that other people can experience God the way I know God. That's what made these people heroes of the faith, is that their faith was woven into everything that they do. Everything that they do. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He tells us in a few short verses here of what it looks like to be aware of repeating history. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11 says this. These things happened to them as examples for us. He's talking about the Israelites worshiping false idols. These things happened to them. They fell back into mistake, back into sin, back into negative repetition. They were, they were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. Put your eyes on the screen for just one second. If you think you're standing strong, sit up nice and tall for me. No, we should be slouching because you need to really pay attention to this. Oh, Jason, I've got it all together. My faith is good. No, I'm good. Check the box. I went to church. Everything's good in my life. Have you ever walked up to somebody and said, how are you doing? They go, oh, just terrible, man. man, man just, I'm... No, like 9.8 out of 10 people will say, I'm good which that's even bad English, it's bad grammar. If you, when someone says, how are you? You should say, I'm doing well. You're doing well, good is a behavior. That was for free. But don't you realize when most people say, oh, I'm doing fine, I'm, I'm good. And you're like, that is such a fake smile. Not everything is good in that person's life. And too many times we think we got our lives all together, Oh, how can I pray for you? I don't need no prayer. I'm good. I don't need no prayer. And on the side, you're like, man, my anger is really terrible. My eyes are looking at things that shouldn't be looking at. I'm struggling with what to do with my parents over here. They're always fighting, talking about getting a divorce. I've got a grandpa or grandma going through a disease, a certain situation. I don't know what to do. My friend over here, I don't know what to do. No, I'm good. My faith is good. And Paul warns us, he says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. Verse 13, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Did you catch that? The temptations in your life and in my life, in Jagra's life, in John's life, in any one of our lives, guess what? We all battle the same temptations. John referred to one of my favorite passages that always kind of makes me look at my sin and think twice about a dog returning to its own vomit. I think about times in my life where I've sinned and I've been tempted to go back and I'm like, (laughs) dog vomit, nope. But the next line that Paul gives us here is incredibly powerful. If you get nothing else out of tonight, remember this, because this is part of keeping our faith woven through the center of everything we do, these three words, God is faithful. God is faithful. I'll back up for just one second. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, even the Israelites, even us today, and God is faithful. Y'all say this with me, God is faithful. Say it with me. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Did you catch that? What happened to our Israelite friends? They fell into temptation. They kept going back to the false idols, the things that they saw in front of them. Moses went up to Mount Sinai to meet with God. He receives the Ten Commandments and comes down. And what does he see the Israelites doing? They're worshiping golden statues. He's like, what are you fools doing? You knew I was going to meet with God. You knew what is going on. And time and time again, they stumbled. And this was after the fact that all those people we mentioned earlier, the, the heroes of the faith, the pillars of the faith, who were they? Noah, Moses, Abraham, Joseph, and Rahab. We see these people, they were even on the earlier side of it. These people had these others examples to follow, and yet they still failed. And here's where we can make the connection. Here's where we can make the bridge as we look in the past, as we look at history, we can acknowledge the fact that there are those who have gone before us and they have made poor decisions. Can we agree on that? Can we agree on the, that if we were to look at our past, we would say we have been guilty of making bad decisions. Can we agree on that? But we're not called to live in the past. We're not called to dwell on the sin that, that held us captive. We're not called to live back there. No, we're called to live in the fact that God is what? Faithful. And just like he used these people as an example to show us something, he's gonna use us. There may be something you may not know about Rahab. She's the great grandmother of King David. Follow the lineage. Who came later in the story out of that line, that family line? Rahab, David, let's go down the line. Oh, um, Jesus. Jesus came out of a line of of sinners, people who didn't have it all together, people who had even repeated past sins and failures, and yet he overcame all of that. And tonight, listen, for every single one of us, we may be in a spot where we feel like we're repeating the same things over and over again, but let's focus our eyes on the one who is faithful, the one who has overcome the scratch in the disc. It's one of my, my biggest pet peeves. If you guys know what a CD is, okay, I didn't know if those were still around. It scratches, maybe like you play your PS4 and you put the disc in and you're trying to play a game and you're like, oh, it's scratched. You know old school Nintendo games, you know what we did? <laughs> Pop it back in, it was good. You scratch a disc, that thing is ruined. But Jesus doesn't work like a CD. You can't scratch the story of God and interrupt God's faithfulness. As a matter of fact, God takes that, he mends it, he heals it, and he restores it, and he makes it brand new. That's what I want us to hear tonight, that there are things in history worth repeating. And maybe for some of us, it's repeating, going back to the fact that we remember That God is faithful every day. And we repeat that behavior, we repeat that attitude, and we go back to who God is, his faithfulness, his love, his character, because that will ultimately determine who we are. And God, determining who we are, determines what we do. I'm gonna invite the band to come back up. I mentioned earlier that we can't live in the past. But oftentimes We dwell in the past. And we we repeat, we go back to what we think is best for us. Meanwhile, God has got so much more for us. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this last line down before we close tonight, it's this. So we can't change the past but we can be part of making a difference now and in the future. We can't change the past. That's out of our control. We can learn from the past, but we can be a part of making a difference now and in the future. If you would bow your head and close your eyes for a moment. I don't know if some of you are tonight and you're just, you feel like you're completely buried in sin and you feel like no matter what you do, you keep repeating the same thing over and over again and it's dragging you down. And I want you to know something. God is faithful. He's faithful to forgive. He's faithful to give you life. He's faithful to give you purpose. He's faithful to walk with you through the good times and the bad times. That's who He is. And here's the good news there's nothing you have to do in order to walk with God and to see His faithfulness. He's done it for you. God sent Jesus for you to forgive you of those past sins and to give you a life in the future. Jesus did that. Jesus did that on a cross. Jesus died on that cross for your sins and my sins. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered the past so you could have a future. So he could be a, a, the God of your life. God did that as a part of his greater story, and he's choosing to use you, he's choosing to forgive you, he's choosing to give you life if you would simply reach out your hand and give your life to him. If you would surrender and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, God, I I need a new beginning, I need a, a brand new start, I need to be made new, God is faithful to forgive and faithful to love you. If you would simply go to him and ask for it, receive it, and begin walking with him, you can experience the faithfulness of God today and no longer repeat the past. God wants to break history to make history tonight. So if tonight you're saying, I need to receive this love, I need to receive forgiveness, I'm gonna invite you right now, right where you're at, to go to God. And I'm gonna pray. And if you mean this with all your heart, and you're ready to to begin a relationship with God, I want you to pray this prayer and believe it with all that you are. Say, God, please forgive me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Tonight, I surrender to you, God. I give my life to you. I walk away from my old life and I choose you today and forever.